What's going on, guys? This is Gene with the Changeover Podcast. I have Jasmine joining us today. She's willing to come on the show and talk to us about her experiences. Please stick around to the end of the show, or I have a couple of announcements to make. What do you want to know? I guess my military service was from 2011 to 2015, served with the Marines as an aviation ordnance tech, as a corrosion control tech, and then my last year, and I volunteered to work with the, what were they called? Provost Marshal's Office, PMO, right? So I worked with the military police as a, a sentry at the gates. Yeah, uh, this is Jasmine Jacob, by the way. Uh, used to roll with me for a while, for what, 251? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, the T-bolts. On all the stupid stuff we did from there. <laughs> so uh, how was your lead-up to getting out? Like, how was Seps and Taps and all that jazz about well, going back like a month or two before you got out? Well, I was still with PMO, and I remember not really knowing what to do, so much so that uh, I ended up staying in two weeks past my contract date because I needed to do, I don't even remember what, the, what it's called but all the classes we had to do to get out and going to all the different bases to basically like check out with them. Like I had to go to headquarters. I had to go back to 251 and like have my old CEO sign stuff. But beyond that, nothing, not much happened. It's probably because I was supposed to do all the things that people normally do in the couple of months. I did them all in like two weeks after I was supposed to have gotten out. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, uh, most people go through seps and taps and uh, hate it. So I'm guessing you breezed through that seps and taps stuff. Well, what, just remind me what seps and taps are. The uh, the class where you basically get told that you're going to be a civilian now. And this is what happened mm. in the world now, apparently. Was what it's supposed to tell you. What they actually tell you is good luck. Here you go. Yeah, no, they... I didn't hate it. I mean, it was nice. If, if my memory's correct, I didn't have to be in uniform for them, so I just kind of got yeah, to relax a little bit. Have to be presentable, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, those were easy. It was a lot of information because I'd never. I went from high school to basically having an extended summer, and then. Thanksgiving and Christmas, and then I shipped off to boot camp a couple days after New Year's. So I didn't really, uh, like, was I didn't have a job between, what, like, June to January. So I just had six months of just doing whatever I wanted. And so those classes were actually kind of useful to me. Like, hey, this is how you set a budget. Because I didn't have a budget when I was in. And then they're like, this is how you do taxes. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I never had to do tax. Like, I just, it helped me out because I was oblivious. So. That's good. How was your uh, setup for the VA health stuff? Like, all the medical 
bennies that we're supposed to get. Oh, I don't think I did it. I think I put it in and then I sent it to the VA of where I had moved to and I just forgot about it. And then by the time I remembered, I was like, well, it's too late now. So you could still probably fight it. I don't honestly, I barely have the energy to just do what I'm doing now. Like, I don't want to fight it. Like, I don't care to fight it. All right. I mean, uh, how was, you know, I call it the DD214 depression. And it's the realization that you don't have any, any buddies that are directly right next door anymore that will fully understand what you're going through. Or uh, no more structure, no more time schedules, no more somebody pounding down your door at 10 o'clock in the morning because you overslept. How was that? How would, did you deal with it? Well, I think I was depressed even while I was in the Marine Corps. So th- that depression didn't really change much. But the actual like scheduling and whatnot... I didn't I don't have responsibilities and when I got out I didn't have responsibilities beyond uh just the person I was dating and like and even then she chose where we moved to she chose where we lived and then I just I, I got a job I can relate to to people <laughs> calling cuz uh there were a few times where my my like the people I worked with had to give me a call to wake me up, but other than that, I'm used to really not doing anything. Like when I got out of the Marine Corps, I basically had three months to kill before my significant other was out too. So I was just I had no schedule. I volunteered at one of the middle schools to teach soccer, so it was it was nice not having anything to do. I'm pretty lazy by nature so it didn't really bother me all right so how was getting your gi bill set up i've used i guess one term of it so far i tried to get it set up when i was in florida but uh i was kind of too into the jobs i was working and then when i moved to california I did one term and like took way too many classes and just kind of flamed out. But now it took like a year and a half and got back into classes. And then because of Corona, I literally could not set an appointment with a counselor in order to like give them my GI bill because we I couldn't go to the school and just like drop it off it had to like I had to call somebody or make sure they had time for me and so I'm in class right now don't have my GI bill but I have the their certificate of eligibility and I'll be able to pop that bad boy for the next term that's good i mean did the uh the vet office help you out or any the first go around when you're first applied for it do you even have access to a vet office? Because I know most colleges do. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's a vet office. Like that first time that I did it and got my benefits, we were still, this is pre-corona. So it was pretty easy. Just kind of went in. They always had candy or something. Uh, they had computers in there. So it was, it was awesome. There's like two or three counselors for this small college. It worked out pretty well that first time. That's pretty good. And uh, I guess you don't have as much access to one now due to the whole Rona going around. Nobody wants to talk to anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's been a bit tricky. I've been getting emails. So I'm going to start setting up an appointment with a counselor. And hopefully, because before I was, I was literally working up until the day before this term started, the one that I'm on now. So they'd be like, oh, are you available from this time to that time? And I was like, nope, I have work. And so now I don't have work, which is nice. And I can just schedule whenever. So I'm looking forward to finally getting it all situated. That's good. I mean, as long as you get it situated, you should be fine. Oh, yeah. But uh, now when you're physically going to college, how was dealing with the kids, the, the young people? Honestly, not too bad. Nerdy kids were awesome because the college I go to has quite the mix. It's Mount San Jacinto College. So it's not a four-year institution. It's a two-year institution. You have a lot of age ranges. It's not primarily fresh out of high school people. Um, I mean, at the time, I was probably I was 26. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Like, there were people in classrooms with me that were older. The thing that I did have an issue with was at least one of my teachers, my English teacher. And uh, I think that's because... I had, like, the one example I remember is he posted, he put up a picture of, like, a homeless person laying on a bench covered in a blanket that was the American flag. And I forget what the caption was, but he basically wanted us to talk about this picture and, like, what can we glean from just this image about who this person is, why they might be homeless, what meaning we might be able to get from this. And... I chime in with, yeah, a quarter of the homeless population have mental illnesses. And I, I don't remember where I got that information from because it's been a few years. But I did, like, I got it. I didn't just make it up on the spot. Like, I, I like to learn about things. I like, I'm studying psychology, so I love learning about mental illness and the different populations that have them and the rates at which they have them. And so I, I put that little tidbit in. And this this dude basically turn it around I, almost as if I said uh okay yeah you know we shouldn't we should not care about the homeless because a quarter of them have mental illnesses and I was like what how no why do you get and then the whole class just turns on me like it was it was the weirdest experience and I'm like how did how do you guys get how do you guys get that like how else are you going to help a population unless you know what some of their needs are like how how, how does this work? So I had real issues with him. I think I just, within a few weeks, just stopped going to his class. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't want to talk to this guy. I don't want to deal with him. Well, speaking about, you know, crappy professors, cause I've had my fair share of crappy professors. 
when you were through going through the VA office, or do you have any anybody's that would willing to tell you that hey, avoid this professor. He's a bit of an asshole in these situations. No, I don't think so. I've never, I've never had an issue with a teacher. I've tend to be like the teacher's pet in my classes. Like I was even the teacher's pet in boot camp just because it, it, taking in information and doing tests and studying was like thing. It's an odd thing that I'm very good at for some strange reason. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't have anything like that. I didn't ask anyone either. Like I know there's websites where you can look up your professor and rate your professor, but I just never thought it was that big of a deal, which I, I almost had an issue with my English professor uh, for my online classes this term. Uh, but I realized I was just kind of overreacting and I was getting a little bit butthurt. And I'm glad I didn't react to him. I messaged some friends was like, am I being stupid here? And they're like, yeah, no, you're being stupid here. I was like, okay, okay. So it was just that one guy. All of my other teachers are pretty awesome. Moving on to jobs. You know, writing a resume, because you hopscotched around base and uh, mm -hmm. you had a bunch in steps and taps writing out the your resume, because they didn't help me any. <laughs> I said, oh, you're good. So how was it for you? Well, yeah, steps and taps was the first time I'd ever written in a resume, and that was... I gotta say, they they actually did help me out because I I worked as an ordinance tech, right? That was my MOS, and then I did a side hustle with corrosion control after, well, during and after our, our boat deployment. Um, and so it was being able like bombs, right? You find bombs every day in the civilian sector, right? No, this you don't. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. So you ba I basically had to find like the soft skills. I think is I think those are, that's the right term that I learned in the Marines, and they're like, well, here, like leadership, dependability, accountability, like attention to detail, teamwork, and so that that did help a lot, and then also kind of like you don't want too long of a resume. Like right now, I've one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So like the past 10 years of my life, I've held about eight different jobs, at least, at least eight different jobs, including the the three different roles I had in the Marines. So outside of the Marines, these past five years, I've had five different jobs and just knowing how to kind of add those, but also distill the information down to, to what an employer is looking for, that definitely helps because I get really wordy. So trying to keep it just short, sweet, and to the point. I mean, they, they helped me out. I don't think I needed much help with the resume. I just, once they told me what it was and how to find your soft skills, I was like, oh, okay, I got this. That seems easy enough. How much of it did you cheese? Not a lot. Not a lot. In fact, I was able to take, oh, I forget the term. What what's that? It's not a certificate. Is it a, called a captain's mast? 
It was like whatever we got after the deployment where it says like Oh oh the uh it's basically a letter of appreciation. Yeah, I think it boils down to that. Yeah. I I was able to use I'm pretty sure I was able to use information from that and like another paper that I got from the Marines to basically be like, I helped with the completion of 99.8% of all scheduled sort, goodness of all scheduled sorties, something along those lines. So I was like, "Eh, fuck yeah. Like I'm putting down all these numbers. Like, yeah. And then, uh, push comes to shove. It's uh, pretty useless out here. Not, I mean, I've had a lot of luck. Like the jobs that I've really wanted to get, I've been able to get. Like I got out of the military and moved down to Florida. And the first job I wanted to get was working at a pharmacy. So I applied, interviewed, and got the job for some straight. I think it's because I have a pretty face. Like I feel like that's half the reason why I'm able to get some of these jobs because people just let me be vain and people tend to hire good looking people. And I think I'm able to get away with that a little bit. Um, but I, through, through my pharmacy job, I got certified as a pharmacy technician. So like, I was good at it. Complete <laughs> crap. But. Yeah. Sauce didn't die. You're pretty, pretty well off. Yeah, I was doing okay. I wanted to work at a brewery. Got a job at a new brewery that started up. That one didn't go so well. Because they were just, I think I wasn't able to communicate with them, like my schedule, and they weren't able to communicate the schedule that they wanted from me. And that, I just kind of fell apart after maybe three months or so, three or four months. Yeah, it happens from time to time. It shouldn't, but it does. <laughs> but aside from that, you know, how much trouble, like here in Texas, we have this lovely thing that if you put your uh, status as a veteran on your resume, they pretty much put you at the top of the stack of the job search. Yeah. How was it for you, you know, finding a, the current job you have now, a good job? Oh, well, okay. So the right now, I've just started working as a, uh, uh, a salesman selling knives, mainly because my focus is school and I just needed a little bit of income right now. Um, I'll probably, I may or may not be quitting once the next term starts and I'm able to get my GI bill going. But that, that was probably because I did a nice little, I typed up like a meaningful answer to their questions. So I, I did an interview maybe a couple of weeks ago and it was through Zoom, and the guy running the interview was like, okay, I have a couple of questions for you. Like, what does teamwork mean to you? And like, what challenge uh, were you able to overcome? And so for the challenge, I put down like dealing with, oh, sweet Jesus. So I used to work at Pizza Hut. And oddly enough, I've really at Pizza Hut with with one of my managers, but and I'd I'd worked all the jobs at Pizza Hut and I was a shift leader and so working as a shift leader like as a Marine there's rules you follow you just follow the protocol it doesn't matter why they're there you just you you do what they want you to do and so I had to 
literally harp on a guy to wash his hands. He's like at the table cutting a pizza, then rubs his hands all over his clothes. And after you do that, you're supposed to wash your hands, like, right? It's just sanitary. And that guy goes back to cutting the pizza at the table. And I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, why? No, like, go wash your hands. And he's like, what? Like, I didn't even touch myself. I'm like, I literally sat here and watched you rub your whole body. Like, go wash your hands. And so I'd be on people like that. And it just, it caused so much friction. And I had to talk to the store manager, like, how do I, like, they're not, they're not doing their jobs right. How do I, how, how can I tell them in a nice, polite manner instead of just go wash your hands or like, go do this or go do that. I kind of had to learn how to say please and thank you. <laughs> you can't do it like other brains, like, hey, fuckstick, what are you doing? Right? Because <laughs> it was just like, like, you're messed up, correct yourself. But it's, uh, I had to be like, hey, you know what, what you're doing, you know, it's not totally wrong, but the rules that we have, you're supposed to do A, B, and C, and we do this because, you know, it helps make a, a better product for our customers, it's cleaner, it's more sanitary, like, I had to explain everything, and even then, they still wouldn't, oh, it was so bad. Yeah, my manager was really cool because I was like, I'm when it comes to rules and memorizing the tiny details of things, I'm really good at that. It's just dealing with people I suck with. And so my manager, she kind of came over and was like, okay, so we've gotten a few complaints about you. Like, what's what's going on? And she starts listing it off. And it's literally like I literally had a guy. he messed up a receipt and he's holding a receipt in his hand and he needs to reprint something for a ticket. And he's like, well, what's the ticket number? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, what? Like, did you see what the ticket number says? Like, what do you think it is? Like, cause I just got here and that's the only thing you need to reprint a receipt is the ticket number. And he's literally holding a receipt in his hand that has the ticket number on it. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. Like this guy asks me as he's holding a piece of paper that has the information he needs, what the ticket number is. And I'm like, I don't know. And then he storms off because I I think I had talked to him a bit earlier and I was very curt and I think brusque might be a good word too. So like that was the last straw and he walks out. And I'm like, what? Yeah, you're literally like, you're literally holding the receipt. Oh. <laughs> Some of these guys, like they don't want to try to solve things. They don't. They're just like, oh, it's broken. I'm like, okay, well, you just you got to do just this one step. Just look at the paper in your hand and you can fix it. And they, they just don't do it. I would love to say that it's all younger people, but it's not. No, it's not. The most people, the younger guys that come into the store, they're ready to learn. They have no bad habits. They have no like preconceptions of anything. They're the easiest ones for me to train. Like the two people that I told you examples of, like one guy's married, has two kids. I think he's in his 50s. And then the other guy, I think is in his late 30s. So he's about 10 years older than me. I just, oh. For me, it's the... um... The engineers at where I work at, they're, they're, oh, I have a PhD. I can do this and that. <laughs> can't even work a mouse, dude. <laughs> so, dealing with the kids, though, you, you've pretty much figured out that you either got to ignore them or you got to lead them in the right direction. 
because some of them were going to be stupid. And I say kids, I mean the people who are acting like kids. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not the younger ones that are being stupid a lot of the time. It's the older ones. But now, uh, how was how has this whole situation with COVID been for you? Like, the, how are you dealing with it? Alrighty, so I'm in California, and I live in Temecula, which is, right, we have a population of 110,000 or so. We're kind of in between LA and San Diego. So we're in between, I think LA is popping off. I don't know how San Diego is doing with the virus, but we're in between two major cities. And my county has not had that many cases and the cases they do have are in other cities. So like my city is actually doing pretty well uh, when it closed down. Yeah. I get, what is it called? The lockdown, right? When the lockdown went into effect, I still had a job because I was, I was working at Pizza Hut uh, as a shift leader. So I wasn't too worried about going out and meeting other people. But I did kind of, ooh, I got so stressed out with other people coming into the store and like not wearing masks or what have you. And it was just, it was the weirdest thing because at that point we didn't have a whole lot of information. And some of the information I was getting was like, yeah, you may not die from this, but it's extremely painful and it'll mess up the, your lungs for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, like I don't, I don't want any of that. Um, so I lasted through that. And there were some work issues, which just, it was, it was mainly my work could not keep up with the demands of COVID because we had a higher rate of orders come in. And so school started August, mid-August, and I just, I'd quit my job, been focusing on school, a lot less stress, don't have to go anywhere, everything's online. Uh, I occasionally go out every once in a while to hang out with friends or go to the like old town, but my city doesn't, we don't have that many cases. I get tested at a local library, maybe about once a month. Like I just got tested a couple weeks ago cause I donated blood. So my tests constantly coming up negative. So. That's good. Yeah. I wish I had that luxury. I live in a refinery town, so. We have people from all over coming in. I got okay. you. In everybody's office. <laughs> or here's here's my computer. It's lovely. <laughs> but um, you know, let's go back a little bit. And uh, what would you tell yourself, your younger self, before you got out? What piece of advice would you give yourself? Um, what? Go skydiving more often. Because <laughs> I'm a licensed skydiver. Um, but I don't... I mean, I don't know. I, I could tell... See, it's such a strange thing of like what I could go back and tell myself... Cause I kind of like, I can't see my path taking any other trajectory than it's taken. Like, even if I were to give advice to my previous self, she wouldn't do anything with it. She'd be like, 
Okay, Jan. But oh, I don't know, maybe something along the lines of start your start investing sooner. Yeah. Start investing sooner. Invest as soon as you can. <laughs> Save money as soon as you can. Like start that retirement plan as soon as you can. Now, what advice would you give somebody who's getting out now? Like they're four or five months out from end of the contract. What would mm. you do? I would say uh, wherever you're at, like no matter how old you are when you get out, no matter what your goals are once you get out, or even if you're able to achieve those goals, like just go at go at a pace that you're comfortable with like if you're comfortable pushing yourself and going hard then go at that pace if you're comfortable at just kind of taking things slow day at a time playing the long game not trying to rush too quickly take that path because it's it's better to rem to have a path that you can be consistent at and kind of maintain that momentum than to bite off more than you can chew and fall into a slump or if you know that like hey i should be at this like pace like i should be doing this then do that like even even if you're not able to do what you want to do at that time just take a step towards it like don't don't kind of let yourself fall back if that makes sense yeah yeah just don't bite off too much that you can't chew at all and then end up struggling a lot more than you should already be struggling. Mm -hmm. I guess what you're trying to get at. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. I mean, thanks for coming on. Yeah, glad to be here. Glad to chat with you. It's been, uh, been lovely. <laughs> yeah, it's been a good time. Thanks for listening, guys. That was Jasmine. Uh, there's not going to be any episode next weekend. Sorry. Got to take a quick break, you know, for the holidays. Uh, again, thanks to Jasmine for coming on the show. If you guys have anybody who wants to come on the show, talk to us, go ahead and shoot me an email. Uh, the email for the podcast will be in the description below. Also, find us on Facebook. That will also be on the description below. Thanks for listening, and you guys have a nice one.